HIV Matters explores the current issues people living with HIV experience that impact on their quality of life. The podcast is hosted by me, Michelle Croston, Associate Professor of Nursing at the University of Nottingham, who has a long history of working in HIV care. This edition of HIV Matters comes to you live from the HIV Nurses Association Conference. Within these series of episodes, I will provide you with an overview of the conference, share with you my highlights, catch up with some of the speakers from the conference, and also seek feedback from some of the delegates. We hope you enjoy this special edition of HIV Matters. This year's National HIV Nurses Association Conference was brought to us from the beautiful city of Cardiff. Kerry Roberts was the local host and she greeted the conference delegates with a warm Welsh welcome. It was wonderful to hear about Kerry's new role and her passion for bloodborne viruses and HIV care. She also pointed out the wonderful sights of Cardiff. I was fortunate enough to catch up with Kerry and she'll share with listeners what it's like to be local host for the National HIV Nurses Association. Conference kicked off with a wonderful plenary session which focused on a subject close to my heart, which was intentional non-adherence, the role of peer support in addressing non-adherence, what adherence interventions work, and also trauma, adherence issues, making sense of what seems not to make sense. This was a wonderful plenary session with myself, Liz, Gary Brough, and Sarah Rutter. For listeners familiar with the HIV Matters podcast, this is also a subject that myself and Ms. Foot discussed for our first episode. The conference plenary session was really well received and it provoked lots of discussion within the audience and also within the, the panel as well. It's really important to highlight throughout the discussion the importance of peer support and providing that safe, trusted relationship for people to explore their concerns. It's great also to see lots of people at conference who have shared their thoughts and reflections on their experiences during conference. Also on the first day we saw wonderful presentations from Linda Panton and Tracy Russell who talked about joint ways of working to improve metabolic patient pathway. We also heard from the wonderful Justine Mella who talks about the frailty assessment and the work she's been doing in Manchester. Justine was also an award winner for this poster presentation as well. Finally, within that section of the morning, Eileen Nixon gave us a comprehensive overview of integrated care systems. I was fortunate enough to spend some time with Eileen that evening, and she's kindly agreed to write a little bit more about integrated care systems for the HIV Matters podcast, and also for HIV nursing. So thank you, Eileen, for shining the light on what can seem to be a really complex area of changing care. Then came the oral abstracts. We saw a wealth of presenters presenting their experiences in the oral abstracts. I was fortunate enough to catch up with a few of the delegates who was able to share their experiences of what it's like to submit an abstract and also then present it at a national conference. One of the sessions that really kind of struck a chord with me was the impact of free formula milk provision for parents living with HIV. And this was brought to us by the food chain. 
I'm going to contact the food chain and see if they'll tell us a little bit more on this special edition of HIV Matters because I think the work that they've been doing is invaluable. I would like our listeners to, to learn a lot more about that work as well. The afternoon saw updates on the Research, Education and HIV Nursing Journal from members of the Executive Committee. Eileen also introduced the new model of nursing to seek opinions and thoughts from delegates as well. All in all, it was an absolutely wonderful afternoon with lots of people presenting their research and sharing with the audience the great innovations that they've been doing in care. Today I'm joined on the HIV Matters podcast by Dan Kendrick. It's our first day of the official National HIV Nurses Association conference and Jenny has kindly agreed to speak to me today about her poster presentation. Thank you Jenny. Are you able to tell our listeners a little bit about your poster presentation please? Yeah, thanks Michelle. So um, the poster that I've got um, up today is um, about an audit that myself and one of the other specialist nurses at the Havasib um, well, within the northern where we work, um, we looked upon, uh, it was actually for the Nivna Advance um, competencies that we had to conduct an audit. So what we looked at was um, our patients that were classes lost to follow-up, so those that hadn't been in care for 12 months. Um, and kind of what we looked at was national guidance, beaver standards, any information that was kind of out there which wasn't a lot um and you know we looked at did a um kind of audit of our uh, actual recall policy that we have and um compared it and you know it was really good to see that and knowing from the work that the cns do that we're you know patients don't really get to disengage in our service because we do keep on at them unless we know that they've gone somewhere else um but and it also highlighted that we have patients that hadn't been on um that were still on recall but hadn't actually been in care for longer that that had been out of care sorry for longer than 12 months and these were a kind of complex cohort so which we already have in like a complex database and reviewed. So it's, it wasn't a surprise. There were still patients that at the time were out of the country due to COVID. Um, so our audit um, that we did, we, we were very pleased with the results of it, um, but it also highlighted to change our kind of audit process uh, policy as we, sorry, our policy as we kind of looked at it, because it was quite outdated means of communication so areas that we failed on where it was um, specified letter or call, where actually we would WhatsApp them or we would send them an email. And so kind of if you're being strict on the policy guidance that we hadn't, but actually we had. Um, so changing that and also changing the language of what we kind of classify our patients in terms of engagement. Um, so a lot of patients are Kind of, we looked at Nixon and Churchill, that they had done some for a bash um, statement um, that was done in about 2014, and that had introduced the terms of partially engaged, so that they'd answer the phone to you, but they won't actually come to clinic. So mm-hmm. you'd have great chats with them, but then, you know, it's that actually physically coming here, and that's where we kind of look at how we can, you know, navigate that pathway better for our patients. 
So we, you know, we use our intensive support workers and, you know, we see, again, which we've commented a lot today in conference about, you know, what are our patients' priorities and why aren't they coming in? Um, and also introduce like, annual um, means of contacting them. So we don't really discharge a lot of our patients, like I say, anyway. So a lot of the ones, you know, we'd get GP involved and we also reached out to our community teams to see if they've been referred to them. They'll try and contact them and see if they can try and engage them. And if it means we go to George Ash Trust, then that's what we'll do. You know, to just to try and keep people on treatment and involved in their healthcare. So that's what my post is about, Michelle. In a nutshell, a, massive nutshell. Massively, it sounds like a really comprehensive piece of work. So thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners. And I really liked that terminology that you mentioned about that passion engagement um, and kind of pathways to support that as well. Yeah. So no doubt I'll be asking you more about that as time goes on. So you mentioned about conference so far, and you've talked, as you mentioned, talked a lot about um, what people's priorities yeah. and what matters to, to people who are accessing services. So I'm just wondering, from the talks and presentations we've heard so far, has there been any key take-home messages for you, or things that may have made you think a little bit differently? So I think a lot of the, you know, and, and I think that's the great theme of the conference in the fact that it, it was all put together, so it flows. So, you know, you've gone from you know, intentional non-adherence, and it's something that I think it does make you think why are patients, you know, and, and I think for those that are not working in this field, I think it's some people think, well, of course patients would just take the tablets, but, you know, they don't, and and I think it's, you know, making sure that patients aren't forced to make decisions that they don't want to do, which I would hope that I didn't, but I know, and we've all reflected upon times where we were probably more, well, this is what you really should do, you know. So I think it's being key of involving patients in their care, which is what we do. Um, but even involved in the just discussing it, they need to be involved in that. And, you know, it's not something that we're going to force a discussion on when they're not ready. So there's that. But again, um, the kind of trauma-based um, session that Sarah did, you know, it, it's there's always something that we can take from it and you know i think it's just key of just listening to your patients and taking on board their background and where they want to go and then try and help them facilitate that journey as opposed to us saying this is what your timeline of events are going to be like so again probably a lot more than you wanted michelle but <laughs> no no that's brilliant lots of key reflections there Jen, which is absolutely fantastic so thank you for sharing your thoughts with our listeners today. It's a pleasure, thank you. So thank you Gemma for sharing your thoughts and reflections with us. I'm just wondering from a different point of view, is there anything, any highlights that our listeners can look forward to moving forward? Yes, yeah, so there, I think there's quite a lot to come from NIVNA and you know we're working on study day for um, obviously yourself you're doing something about writing for articles um, and I am involved with getting a study day for confidence building for nurses so it's a personal kind of thing for me that I wanted to get from my experience being on the exec um, public speaking you know it, it the fear of standing up in front of people um, and constant imposter syndrome so I think it's about and it's not about speaking in public I think HIV nurses nurses alike but HIV there's so much that we do that is so good that other people need to hear
um, and I think it's a way of trying to help people kind of overcome those and get used to writing and you know putting abstracts in and everything for you know which they can bring to conference for next year can't they? Exactly, have an enriched programme. Exactly. I think it's really key what you just said and it fits from the conversation we've had in the lunchtime about um, I presented this morning and Jen Kanye asked was I nervous and I was like really nervous but I think what we don't see is what goes on behind the yeah, scenes and what absolutely. we cover up with, with our techniques that we've developed yeah. over time so I'm really looking forward to that study day because I think when you ask and I've seen loads of really confident presentations and presenters and then what you don't see is that honesty when they say actually I was really nervous I was yeah. really scared at one point I couldn't even see my spies, I was like worried about doing yeah. it wrong. Um, so I think it's useful for people to know that they are nervous, but actually yeah. it'll be okay if it's really safe. Exactly, so and it's nice. a safe space, isn't it? You know, mm. and I think that's the the good thing about Livnet and our conferences and whatever we do, everyone is so encouraging of people to be there. So um, yeah, so that's something I'm personally really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Also, I'll share for our listeners the link in the show descriptions of how you can register for that study day. So thank you very much, Jen. I'll let you get back to a very busy conference. Thanks a lot, Michelle. Being joined by Martin Jones, who's going to talk to us about his reflections from the conference so far. So welcome Martin to HIV Matters. I know you've kindly agreed to do a full edition with me because I was mindful of taking up your time during the busy conference setting. So you're able to share for our listeners some of your reflections from the, the either the pre-conference study day or what we've had on day one at conference so far. Right, the first thing I'd share is that well, a bit of big background. I work in East Sussex, which is a small HIV service. I'm here with Zoe Cuthbertson, who's the HIV nurse in Hastings. So she covers the east of East Sussex, and I cover the west of West Sussex. Uh, and the last two and a half years, as for many people, have been quite isolating, but also professionally isolating because we're more remote. We don't work in a large HIV team. So to step into a room that is filled with HIV nurses is the first impression, I would say, is how warm and reaffirming that is, just to be amongst my peers. Uh, and I've appreciated that even more than I hoped, and I was looking forward to it anyway. Yeah, I think you just touched on something really important there. I know I got that sense, and I was obviously really looking forward to conference. I stood and just looking at the sea of faces, and just it's just been phenomenal. That can't really say that reaffirming and being around like-minded people after such a turbulent yeah, uh, so that, yeah, that's impression number one. Uh, impression number two is the extremely high calibre of nursing presentations nowadays at NIFNET. Uh, and yeah, I'm old enough to have been at the first NIFNA conference, uh, and I've been to almost all of them. I've missed a couple. Uh, and that is the most significant change over time, is the confidence uh, of the HIV nurses, both in what they do, uh, but also in making presentations to their peers about what they do. I also always think at NIVNA it's a warm and an easy environment, so there's formality about the presentations, 
we've got people living with HIV who are coming to the mics, who are giving presentations, who are telling us what it's like to live with HIV and to experience the services that we provide. Uh, so, yeah, the, the quality is extremely high in Charlotte. I would echo that, Martin, and I think what I've really liked in making involved over the years is that nursing presence. I'm a huge fan, as people know, of the nurses education of the nurses, and I think this is just a really good compass that really showcases that as well. And I love that kind of community partnership that we have as well, which is always the highlight of the time of their um, conference calendar as well, which is high praise for sure. Yeah, yeah, because they go to lots, don't they? But uh, yeah, I think it's it's that hierarchy of professionals, isn't it? We talked about it in the conference hall that uh, the patients talk in a certain way with the consultant and another way with the nurses and yet another way with their peer mentors. Definitely, I think that's a really useful point about that kind of hierarchy and how different information is shared as well. And conference being a good place to really think about that. I know sometimes when I'm really nervous um, and I can kind of get that reaffirming promise from like the in the community groups and the audience, like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the right track here. So yeah, it's always good to um, present to both um, colleagues and which I think mid midwich can really well. Yeah, I agree with that. I know this is day one. Is there anything that you're looking forward to other than the social event? What I tend to do is take it as it comes. So I haven't planned my highlights of the conference, but the thing I always look forward to very much, and for two reasons, is the oral abstract presentations. Uh, and the two reasons are these. You'll get a little synopsis of something that might not be in the main uh, sessions, so be perhaps something out of the left field or that we haven't thought about, or, but certainly things that chime for us. And quite often you'll see somebody giving it a go at the podium for the first time. And I think uh, you know, Niven is a great environment in which to cut your teeth and do that. Uh, people are affirming and positive and respond well to it. Uh, so I feel a little sorry for the presenters this evening because they have what could be termed a graveyard slot. They're presenting until quarter to eight, at which time the social starts. Uh, but I'm absolutely determined I'll take a break before that, so that I'll be in the hall for those presentations. Yeah, definitely. I think I echo your thoughts as well. I think it's a really good platform for people, like you said, who may not have that opportunity before to um, have their work heard um, and respected. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us, and I look forward to having a further conversation with you in the office. So thank you. I'll let you get back to Yeah, thanks, so, Michelle. Thank you. So I'm being joined by our local host, Kelly Roberts, who's going to kind of tell us a little bit about what it means to be a local host for the National HIV Nurses Association Conference. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Michelle. Um, it's been absolutely amazing, actually. I think uh, as a local host and the first sort of face-to-face -face meeting that I've been to in over two years, it's just been a joy to see actual faces in front of me rather than being on, on Teams. Um, and, you know, I feel quite proud for people to be in, in my locality and, and you know, uh, also almost sort of be a bit of a tour guide as well and, you know, sell the sites and, and things and, and be proud of, of what we've done in Cardiff and, and in Wales as well. I know it's a, a lovely, warm welcome 
for the youth this morning and telling us about the highlights of Cardiff and quite how beautiful castle that I could probably quite easily miss and just for any listeners who don't realise the location is literally across the road. It's like, oh, there's a castle. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. So conference so far, what have been your, because I know you've been heavily involved in the planning of the conference, has there been any highlights so far or is there more to come that you're looking forward to as well? Well, this morning probably was my highlight. I think um, the issues around adherence uh, for me as a specialist nurse now working in a rural area um, are really important. Um, I have um, quite a large cohort of patients and um, I feel that because it's so rural, I can't always see them. It's so far for them to travel. Um, in particular, I feel that the peer mentorship was was amazing, and I think that you know our area would really benefit from that. Um, I think this afternoon uh, it's, it's stigma, uh, and I'm really looking forward to, to talking about that. It's always a subject I feel quite passionate about with HIV and any bloodborne viruses, uh, and my other role is hepatology. So. Um, you know, I work with quite a lot of patients that often feel stigmatised in, in that area as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Fabulous, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think our the kind of concluding session before the oral abstracts is, is talking about advanced care planning, which is something I think is really, really important as we see people ageing and dying with HIV. Absolutely, yeah, that's something that I feel really passionate about and trying to keep people as healthy for as long as we can really and, and help guide them along the way really. Definitely, it also kind of feels like a little bit full circle as well as so I know when I came into HIV care it was very much about advanced care, care planning and then we've had this massive revolution of treatment which has been fabulous and actually now it's a thing but I actually know we're doing it for a different reason so I'm really interested to see what that yeah, it's nice that it, you know things have completely turned around from being, you know, looking at terminal illness to a chronic illness now. So, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I know it's always really busy at conference, but I really appreciate it, and it's been a pleasure seeing you again oh, outside you. of the screen. So <laughs> thank you so much for being a wonderful Well, thank you very much. <laughs>my our cohort is approximately 180 patients across Halton and Warrington and that includes two prisons uh, Risley and an open prison called Thorn Cross um, and Crewe has a similar demographics um, and has about approximately 150 patients. Thank you for giving us a comprehensive overview. So I'm just going to ask you, um, what's been your highlight so far? Is there anything that's stuck out for you particularly um, from what we've discussed? Um, yes. On the pre-conference study day, there was quite a lot of talk around um, breastfeeding. 
And I really enjoyed this and looking at it from a nurse's perspective and how we can support the expectant mothers. Mm -hmm. um, our clinics are predominantly medically led um, and obviously with the research where a doctor will sit there and say there is no risk with formula feed and there's a slight risk with breast fed babies um, but they don't really go into much more detail so I think that patients uh, or expected mothers want to do the best by their babies and will always go with the advice of the doctor but by get, taking that advice you're actually taking away the woman's choice and it's massive you know to be able to breastfeed your baby is a huge not only via cost but cultural as well and you also get that bonding and that closeness um, and I think that that talk in itself was just priceless really so yeah I was very very pleased with that and I think that that whole idea of us being able to support the patient in their decision and the more because you know obviously now we just go with the doctor's view I haven't had any patients who have breastfed their babies but I've had patients who want to breastfeed their baby but there just seems to be so many obstacles in the way but if we can go back to clinic and say this is happening and it's happening all around the country and there's support groups for these women as well I think it's just massive really and I think that's going to be a massive change in practice moving forward. Yeah, thanks for sharing those reflections Angela I agree with you it was a really powerful presentation and Angelina is a trusted friend of HIV Matters, so we've invited back for our listeners so that they can hear a little bit more about that discussion because I agree with you, it's a really powerful um, conversation that we need to start having with yeah. women. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, just before you leave, because I know it's always busy at this time of year with conference, what are you looking forward to maybe for Fridays um, on the conference programme? Well, we've, there's a bit of a celebrity coming in. Um, I believe his name is Nathan Nathaniel Hall. Um, I think he was part of It's a Sin. So I am looking forward to his presentation um, on Friday. I think that's going to be really entertaining. Um, and I believe that I'm going to uh, an event with him next week as well. Next Tuesday, he's doing an event at one of our local support groups. So I will, I'll meet him tomorrow and then I'll meet him again next week. <laughs> Yeah, we're hopefully going to have Nathan on the show um, to tell us a little bit more about his work on stigma and also that great show, It's a Sin. Yeah. So thank you so much, Sandra, for sparing the time today to talk to me. And I look forward to catching up with you at a social event. Fabulous. Lovely to see you. So now I'm just going to turn to Melissa. So Melissa, this is your first conference. Um, with the National HIV Nurses Association. And I'm just wondering from your point of view, how has this experience been for you? Would you like to just tell us maybe a little bit about yourself and just how this experience has been for you? Hi, yeah, so I am Melissa Martin. I have only worked in HIV for two years. I currently work in the Royal, mainly based in the hospital in Liverpool. We do do a little bit of outreach work, drug and alcohol services. Um, we also go into the prisons as well. So this is my first ever conference um, and obviously I knew it was going to be good because I heard great things but it has exceeded expectations. Um, it's so nice to see different people from all over the country come together and be so eager to share what they, they have learned. I feel like that's quite special. You know, one mind is great but having all these people come together and share their experiences, I feel like we'll all be able to take something back. So yeah, so it's been really great. Would recommend that 
a lot of people from. Um, so as soon as I get back, I'm going to tell them all to enjoy your milk now. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that reflection. And I think it is, it's great when you've had Martin Jones talking about nerves and kind of that passion that nurses educating other nurses about great initiatives. So I'm hoping we'll see maybe next year, or the year after, we'll see you on the stage sharing your experiences, to no pressure. But thank you so much, and you're very welcome. Oh, thank you so much. So I'm joined by Felicity Young, who's going to kindly talk to us a little bit more about her research that she's presenting at NIFNA. So welcome, Felicity. Are you able just Thanks, to introduce Michelle. yourself to our listeners, please? Hi, hi Michelle. I'm, I'm Felicity Young. I'm a consultant nurse in sexual health, and I'm based on the Isle of Wight off the south coast of England. And uh, I'm also a professional doctorate student, a prof doc, at the University of Portsmouth and my research um, is part of the work going towards my prof doc and my research asks the question what's it like having HIV care in prison? Well gosh that's amazing mm -hmm. Lucy, I can't wait to hear more about that and, and obviously I'm taken aback by that kind of I, I have no idea to be fair <laughs> is based on my experience of providing uh, care uh, in uh, HMP Isle of Wight which is used to be one of the biggest prisons in England. Um, size of the prison changed uh, but it's still a substantial prison and there's a number of people living with HIV who are residents in the prison and I go over there a couple of times a month and I provide a clinic hopefully to the same standard and it delivered in pretty much the same way as if the person was coming to the clinic in the hospital. But of course, when people are in prison and they come to a hospital appointment, they're inevitably going to be escorted by some prison officers. Uh, they may well be handcuffed um, to the prison officer. And that doesn't afford any privacy, certainly no confidentiality. And, um, you know, depending on the uh, circumstances and uh, the individual, it can be really problematic in lots of different ways, I'm, I'm sure you can imagine. But it's also difficult for the doctor or nurse who's seen the patient to be able to engage with them and um, really ask those intimate questions that you know and I know we really want to ask in uh, our consultations. So over the years, I've been, I've been doing this since 2007, over the years uh, I've seen uh, a number of uh, problems emerging for people accessing healthcare generally who are in prison, but specifically in relation to HIV. Um, and also the patients themselves have told me about their experience. And, and anecdote is great, anecdote is fabulous, but we're an evidence-based profession. And what I wanted to do was just explore that a lot deeper, a lot further, and really hear the voices of those individuals. And from that, I want to be able to draw up some recommendations for what might be best practice for uh, healthcare professionals going into prison or providing HIV care for people in prison. 
great piece of work and I hope people will hear a lot more about that next time you speak. Also be really interested and also for our listeners to think about actually what does care look like in their own family and also a little bit more about Oh yes, very happy to talk about that. Yes, definitely. So thinking about the Living Conference, what have been your highlight conference so far? Oh, just so many, isn't there? I mean, and we're, we're just really uh, 24 hours in. Um, I, I think I'm constantly overwhelmed by the new ideas that are coming through. Um, uh, I think I'm overwhelmed by nursing colleagues, and I'm so proud to be a nurse, that sounds sort of a cheesy thing to say, but you, do you know what I mean? That I'm so proud to be a nurse, um, and to go to a conference, and the nurses are leading the conference, they're providing the content, they're talking about the nurse-led services, they're talking about clinical decision-making um, by nurses, you know, this idea that we're doctors' handmaidens, it still tragically persists, um, but I just think that's the thing that I found most exciting, and it's really invigorating, isn't it, particularly at times when we all feel the stress of the NHS, we all feel the stress of staffing levels, increasing demand, um, coming out of the pandemic, the complexity of clinical care, people that have really fallen through the gaps in health and social care. Um, but it just gives me a sense of hope and optimism when I just see these incredible presentations. The thing that particularly interests me um, from this morning was um, adherence and concordance, as I'm now always going to call it, and how to support those service users um, who are having a difficult time. And, you know, I think we can think uh, off the top of our head lots of reasons why people don't take their medicines. Um, but the eye-opener for me was selective adherence. And I thought, wow, okay, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a very powerful yeah. conversation. Yeah. And um, for listeners listening in, it also um, links back to the first ever episode of the HIV Matters podcast, where myself and Melissa had a little discussion around intentional non-donors. But yeah, kind of picking up on what you said, for me it's been really, really powerful listening to all these and really beautiful nurses sharing not only compassionate care, yeah. but evidence-based care. And the honesty as well, you know, I, I think um, this morning hearing a colleague saying, I have, with the best of intentions, insisted a patient take their tablets. And I thought, yeah, me too. And it is with the best of intentions. But I think um, it's now a really good time to take a step back and go, OK, let's talk about negotiation and collaboration and planning together with um, our service users and patients rather than us perhaps perpetuating that old notion of we know best. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right, there is that honesty, isn't there? Yeah. Nurses. And, and definitely we've talked about um, within this um, special edition of HIV Matters that collaboration, that the community is very, very much present and central yeah. to the Living Conference. Yes. As well, so it's lovely to have their voices heard. Absolutely. And, and us to be able to kind of really check that we are on the right page as well. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So just before we go, because I'm mindful of time, these conferences are always super busy trying to cram everything in. What are you looking forward to, other than the social event, Although oh, the social event is going to be uh, a massive highlight. Um, I think I'm really looking forward to um, my colleagues who also received the inaugural uh, Nivna uh, Research Fellowship and to hear what Charlie and Emma are going to be telling, um, telling us all about their projects and where they're up to. And um, yeah, I'm just excited to hear about that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I am looking forward to those as well. It's really nice, like you say, to have nurses undertaking research that improves outcomes. Yes, yeah, we're creating our knowledge base, and um, that really is one of the defining principles of the profession is that they have their own unique knowledge base. And um, I think uh, more and more nurses need to be really paying attention to generating the evidence as well as not just reading and responding to it but being the the source and the uh, originator of uh, evidence it kind of feeds into that conversation we was having in the main of the plenary session about worrying about measuring what matters yeah doing the research that matters yeah and really answering that so what question. <laughs> I remember um, being told that when I was um, I was a student midwife actually doing my degree in midwifery and uh, my supervisor at the time said when you're going to do some research you, the first question you need to ask is so what? What does this mean? And, and I can just remember her saying to it and thinking oh yeah. Yeah, you've got to see why is it important that I'm doing this and be able to communicate that. So answering, yeah, that's so what question. That's so what question, yeah. yeah, definitely. And also think about if my research the answer, then what is the problem? Yeah. And kind of really understand yeah. actually, like you say, adding to that evidence for yeah. But well. also, I think for any nurse who's thinking, well, anybody who's thinking about doing research, but particularly nurses, because we think, oh, it probably doesn't matter, it doesn't make a difference, it's, you know, it's only a little piece of work, whether it is, you know, research for your PhD, or whether it's uh, contributing to the evidence base through audit or QI projects. I think remembering that a beach is made up of little tiny grains of sand and each grain is as important as the next because without each one and them all being together you wouldn't have that beach and yeah. each bit of research is like that so even if it's a tiny little project and you're thinking oh this is too humble for anyone else to be interested in absolutely not it is adding to the beach yeah 100 percent i couldn't have said that better Fizzy. so thank you <laughs> so much and just a quick plug if you want some support around um, developing projects for the conference to present or if you are interested in um, undertaking some research Nivna are here to support you with that so please do get in touch we can emphasize enough our desire to support younger researchers or even older researchers um, <laughs> as well and i will put myself in that camp yeah, as well so uh, yeah any support you need um, we are a community and we will support you so thank you so much for your time today that's great thanks michelle <laughs> I'd like to thank today's guests for joining me on HIV Matters. If you have any suggestions for guests you would like to see on the podcast, or if you fancy joining me on the show, please contact me at michelle.croston at nottingham.ac.uk. Throughout series one, our amazing guests have been sharing their favourite books with us. If you're anything like me, you'll have been busy trying to find these books in a variety of different bookstores. 
HIV Matters has teamed up with UKBookshop.org to create our own virtual bookstore, which is absolutely amazing. Because not only do we get to find the books that have been mentioned with ease, we also get to support local bookshops when ordering our books. If you'd like to learn more about the HIV Matters bookstore, then please click the link below for more information. Also at HIV Matters, we're really interested in hearing your views on different books that you've been reading. So please contact the show. How to contact the show is in the description below. If you'd like to find out more about Nivna, head over to their website at www.nivna.org. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to HIV Matters if you haven't already done so. HIV Matters is supported by an unrestricted educational grant from VEVE. VEVE has had no input into speakers or content. Today's podcast was edited by Daniel Heggett. A special thank you from all the team at HIV Matters. Until next time, thank you for listening and together we can make a difference.